0: UFO Abduction Claims at the End of the 1970s by Charles Lear By the end of the 1970s, after the 1973 Baskagool incident and the 1975 Travis Walton case, abduction claims were not only an accepted aspect of the UFO mystery by many investigators, they were considered worthy of attention by the news media, and there are many lengthy newspaper articles detailing reports throughout that decade. The narrative hadn't yet been taken over by the now common reports of being taken aboard a craft by creatures three to four feet tall, with big slanted black eyes and being subjected to invasive medical procedures that seemed to have something to do with reproduction. The creatures and the natures of the encounters reported throughout the 70s were varied, but by the decade's end, elements had emerged that would become common in the decades to come. What would also become common in such cases would be the use of regressive hypnosis, which was thought to be an effective means to recover lost memories. However, this technique has since come under criticism, particularly in its use to provide evidence in legal cases, as can be seen in the article titled Hypnosis, Memory, and Amnesia, which was published in the November 29, 1979, Biological Sciences edition of the Philosophical Transactions of the Royal Society, London. In order to get an overview of the newspaper coverage of abduction reports throughout the 1970s, we went through all the issues of the UFO News Clipping Service from that time which are available at Archives for the Unexplained. In the January 1980 issue, there are three articles covering three reports, all of them from November 1979. After that, other than a report in the September 14, 1980, London, England, Sunday Mirror, about a family abduction, there is nothing throughout 1980. In the November 6, 1979, Fresno, California, Daily Collegian, there is an article by Laurie Granger, headlined, UFO Captive tells her story in an informal talk. Granger reports that on November 26, 1972, Judy Kendall and her two sisters left Bodega Bay, California, at 5.30 p.m. They were headed for their parents' house in Woodward, California, where they expected to arrive at 8.30 p.m. They instead arrived at 12.30 a.m. with four hours they couldn't account for. Five years later, on the anniversary of the event, Judy Kendall underwent hypnosis according to granger kendall learned the truth from her own subconscious mind what she recalled was that she and her sisters had been abducted by a ufo and examined by aliens for four hours according to her she and her sisters were taken from her car as they approached a bridge ten miles west of woodland four hours later they were returned to the car and they continued over the bridge according to granger kendall's hypnosis session was arranged by j allen hynek who was at the time the director of the center for ufo studies a friend of kendall's had advised her to call hynek kendall's recollections were similar to reports that would become common except for her descriptions of the creatures she said she was taken aboard a craft and strapped down to a table in a large hexagonal room as for the creatures she described a very pretty black-haired woman who comforted her and told her not to worry a group of creatures with pale white skin wearing skin-tight gray suits and what looked like oxygen masks, and a creature that was between six and seven feet tall that she called the witch doctor. She described the witch doctor as having a bulbous type head with slits instead of ears, gelatinous eyes with elongated pupils, and transparent white skin with red veins showing through. Kendall said that the witch doctor told her it will be okay, and sounded as if it was speaking through a megaphone, though she got the feeling that the creatures were speaking to her telepathically. She said that some sort of fluid was taken from her side. The next article, involving an abduction, appeared in the November 14, 1979, Fort Jones, California, Pioneer Press. It was written by Hazel Davis, and it's headlined, Helen White Appears on Real People. According to Davis, on November 7, 1979, White appeared on an episode of Real People on KTVL-TV. She was one of three people claiming to have had an abduction experience were interviewed during a three-day Mutual UFO Network convention that ran from July 6th to July 8th. White claimed she was abducted from a car along with two men. All three were residents of Happy Camp, California. The next memory they had was of waking up in the ship in the sky. According to White, the creatures, described only as beings, spoke English, and promised not to hurt them. The next thing White describes is being back in the car, and that she and the two men were singing the hymn, There is Power in the Blood. White described two later encounters, one where she was taken aboard a craft and examined, and another where she escaped by driving away in a truck. She also reported being visited by a creature in her bedroom. Helen and her husband, Clem, are described as being regular subscribers to the MUFON UFO Journal. The last article has a description of creatures that is very similar to that of the greys, along with a depiction of one of them. The article is by Edward C. Fennell and headlined Charleston Resident Claims They Paid Him a Visit in the November 18, 1979, Charleston, South Carolina News and Courier. It tells the story of North Charleston resident William Herman, who reported being taken aboard a craft on March 18, 1979. He described his captors this way, Their skin was the color of a marshmallow. Their eyes were long and dark, with a brown iris. Their heads look like overgrown human fetuses with no ears or hair. I heard a voice telling me to have no fear. According to Fennel, Herman had undergone psychological stress evaluation, polygraph tests, and interrogation under hypnosis. There's no report of Herman being medically examined by aliens, but there is a report that Herman ended up with a memento of his encounter. Herman claimed that on April 21, 1979, a metal ingot materialized in his bedroom in a globe of blue-green light. Impressed into it was the word MAN in capital letters, and what was later determined to be a chart of the Zeta Reticulum Star Group by Aerial Phenomena Research Organization investigator Wendell C. Stevens. According to Fennell, APRO tested the metal ingot and sent photos Herman had taken to the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena. There is no mention of any results or conclusions. As this case involved APRO, one would think there would be something about it in the APRO bulletin. There isn't. There is, however, an open letter from APRO director Jim Lorenzen in the August 1979 issue complaining about the use of his name by Stevens in his book UFO Contact from the Pleiades, inferring that he endorsed the claims contained therein. The book contains photos taken by Billy Meyer, who claimed they showed spaceships from the Pleiades. Lorenzen wrote in his letter that his inclination was that the case was a hoax, and he offers evidence to support that. Stevens wrote a book with Herman about Herman's case, titled UFO, Contact from Reticulum, that was published in 1981. There is a video documentary about the case, titled UFO Abduction. It's a low-quality production by Arcturus Films, and has Herman describing multiple sightings of UFOs and pictures he'd taken of them. Stevens is featured as the main investigator, along with Junichi Yaoi from Nippon Television. The documentary starts off as an investigation into Herman's sightings and pictures. It ends with him being hypnotically regressed and describing his abduction and captors. Jim and Coral Lorenzen are listed in the credits as investigators. Herman's case generated a great deal of interest, and there has been much written about it by researchers such as John Schuessler and Richard Hall. His depiction shows up in Bud Hopkins' groundbreaking 1981 book, Missing Time. All of the creatures depicted in that book are similar to each other and close to what gray aliens are said to look like. But the depiction of a creature described by Betty Andreassen is the only one with the now classic slanted almond-shaped eyes, though they are drawn with irises. Throughout the 80s, there are reports of all sorts of creatures, especially around the time of the 1982 movie, E.T., some of the reported creatures resemble greys, but it seems that the classic grey alien hadn't become cemented in the UFO mythos until Whitley Strieber's 1987 book, Communion. Charles Lear is the author of The Flying Saucer Investigators, available at Amazon.com.